What's going on, guys? It's Chris Damianakos, game producer of Cash Hunt. Hopefully this finds you all well. So I'm going to cut right to the chase. Uh, this episode is in regards to a hobby that I've been really familiar with for, I'd be honest with you, 30, 35 plus years. And that is um, the hobby of sports cards and comics. However, though, those two different categories have been a really, really, really a hot subject in regards to investment and flipping the last few years. So what I'm going to do here in this episode is shed some light in regards to do's and don'ts, as well as provide you tools as to where you can educate yourself and use certain free tools, mind you, um, in order to make the right move and not really get burned. So let's go right to uh, the key point of... Uh, of this and we're going to start off with sports cards so sports cards have been around forever baseball cards back when you were a kid you know i'm dating myself i'm almost 50 and when i was a kid you buy a couple packs you know you see what's in there you, you start your collection you'd have that stale gum and you would trade uh cards with your friends you know just to build your collection well those days are still around but it's definitely taken a completely different detour it's become an investment uh, of sorts where people are making a lot of money. And I'm telling you, in some cases, crazy money. Um, but there is, you know, a really big red flag if you do not educate yourself. And that is something um, that you need to do. So let's mention what I mean by that. Look, rookie cards are huge. They've always been huge and uh, they will remain to be huge. And there's so many different versions of them. There is, you know, you can take one particular rookie card of one particular brand and there could be a variety of variations from it. So there could be one with a signature uh, of the player on it, which, you know, is at very small quantity. There could be a piece of his uniform. There could be, you know, if it's, say, a baseball rookie, a piece of his bat there, a piece of his glove, you know, whatever the case might be. So there's a very a variety of different variations. But usually the, the key card is sometimes the base card um, or a, uh, a variation of that base card. What do I mean by that? So let's just say one of the biggest brands out there, and I'm going to specifically mention basketball because that is one, if not the hottest, uh, sport in sports cards. Probably um, second would come soccer in regard to that. So let's say uh, prism cards are really gorgeous cards and mostly silver or uh, silver of sorts. And you could take one sports card and they could be a, vari a variation of colors. Now, the variation of colors, it could be a ruby, there could be a blue, there could be a green, they could be, uh, and they are numbered. So one out of 25, one out of 50, one out of 100. So there's a rarity in that regard. So those colored cards, well, they can spike in value. Sometimes though, the base card is probably pretty much the one to get, the one that's not limited to a certain number. And this is very speculative in regards to what in debatable um via a lot of people in the hobby and that is that sometimes you might find a rookie card of that particular high brand like a prism um and it might have the player's autograph on it sometimes those aren't as worth as the base card so you have to educate yourself on that 
But let it, let's talk about the card itself. Let's talk about the player. So the key thing is, is that these sports cards out there, there's so many different, you know, different types of brands, you know, where to go, what to do. That's something that you have to figure out on your own. I will mention in regards to basketball, Prism uh, is the key uh, brand. It is not an, ex it's not a cheap brand. It's expensive. You're talking about boxes going in and around, I think around $400, $500 a box. It's a lot of money. Sometimes 300 it depends on where you're buying it from. However, the key thing is it's a very sought, off, uh, sought after um, brand, especially when it first comes out. I know the 2000, um, 2021 season of basketball is not coming out until March just due to the, to the pandemic. And, you know, the key thing about that is that there are rookies, obviously, that are in there. Pretty decent amount. What I always say is always hold on to your rookies um, because who might be hot today might not be hot tomorrow, and who was not hot today ends up being very hot three, four years down the road. So you really need to do your education in you know in that regard. So um, you know Zion Williams, for example, was the hot card, but you know uh, Ja Morant uh, started becoming hot. Tyler Hero, because of the Eastern Conference Finals, started becoming a very hot card. So you really need to do your education on that. Key thing about that also is, even with previous players like a Russell Westbrook or a, a James Harden, those cards were hot at one point, but they're starting to dip. So sometimes holding on to a player might not be that great of an investment, you know, like, you know, you're going to pay your kids college tuition on it. So the emotional part of uh, card collecting, hence flipping, is not really holding on to your asset that much because it depends on what the player is doing, where he gets traded, how many championships did he win, did he win an MVP, how is he off the court, does he have a reputation, does he have, doesn't, ha does he not have a reputation? Um, you know, in regards to good or bad things. So all that stuff plays a massive, massive role. The other thing to keep in mind, though, you want to hold on to the cards that are going to be a little bit long-lasting. Also going back to what I just mentioned, did he suffer an injury? All that stuff plays a real big role in the roller coaster ride of that player. Now, James, um, LeBron James card. Well, that right there, it's not going to dip. LeBron James has been uh, a very uh, established player, to say the least. You know, he's still playing. He's won uh, several championships, and he could probably win another one uh, in the coming year. No one knows. A Giannis card has big potential. He's still young. Those are going to pretty much keep on ticking up. A Luka Dantich, which just came out a couple of years ago, that is going up. However, now, this is where a lot of people get, you know, do the really a big, big mistake. People buy high. You can't do that because it's kind of like a, a FOMO type of scenario. It's like, oh my God, this thing's going up high. I need to buy it. It's a fool's errand to do that. What you need to do is really, want, you know, collect who you like to collect. Don't collect something that just happens to be, excuse me, hot. You have, it's kind of like a stock market. You have to wait for the dip. There will eventually be a dip. When is that dip? Well, that dip could be off season. Um, that dip can be if the team's not doing that well. That dip could be if the player's not doing that well and eventually does well again. So you gotta look 
for really uh, really kind of peaks and hills, uh, peaks and valleys, excuse me, in regards to it. So do your homework in regards to um, the player that you want to collect, see what's going on. You need to follow the sport. You can't just buy basketball cards and not be a basketball fan. It's something that is uh, really essential. Know what you're buying and know the sport as well. So um, two things I'm gonna mention in regards to where to look. Um, actually, a couple of places to look. It's all on YouTube, it's right here. You wanna look at Sports Card Investor, phenomenal channel, really kind of gives you an insight in regards to uh, sports collectibles, primarily sports cards, and uh, how that is um, trending each and every day and each and every week. He also has his paid type of software that kind of shows you analytics on sports cards. Sure, it's a great tool, but sometimes, you know, before you get to that particular point, just get your education, get your notebook uh, and pen handy and do your research. Gary Vaynerchuk, uh, a very famous influencer, not in regards to sports cards, uh, but via, you know, different types of uh, agencies. He started off at, with sports cards when he was a kid before he became... Uh, a social influencer now is back in the sports card game and will tell you, uh, educate you a lot uh, about that. And there's another channel called the Hobby Box, which is great. And a new one I just found, which is called the Comeback. So there's a lot of different type of resources that you can watch, listen to, and take notes, and then eventually make your purchases. Slowly start with one card, two cards, and move on. Um, sometimes people ask, should I buy a lot, L-O-T, on eBay of rookie cards? You can. Those lots are really of quote-unquote no-namers when they first come out on their rookie year. Um, sure, I tend to do that each and every year with Prism. Uh, they usually like a lot of 20 or 30. And I take them and I put them aside. And it's very interesting because a couple years later, out of those 20 and 30 that I put aside that were no-names, suddenly establish names. So that's something to pay attention to. Old school cards, your um, uh, Hakeem Olajuwon cards, Dr. J cards, you know, of legends, those cards are good as well. Um, and the key thing about that, that's just something to keep in your collection because they do go up in value, which is interesting. You would think that modern day players are the only ones, not only. Um, the other thing I'm going to mention really quickly are soccer cards. Soccer cards really are starting to get a lot of heat. They weren't traditionally known for sports cards, really never. Um, so it's really tricky to find rookie cards of, um, of soccer players. So the key thing about that is now it's starting to gain, gain speed. And again, the brand to pick up is Prism. Now, which is interesting about that and soccer. Uh, just a few years back, we had uh, the Soccer World Cup. That World Cup set, which was worth nothing, has now become something sought after amongst that particular sport. Because within that World Cup set, there are quote-unquote rookies, uh, like Mbappe. Um, so the key thing about that is really do your really do your research when it comes to soccer. Because the key thing is on that is it's never definitive in regards to what the rookie card is. Now, why those two sports? Because they're worldwide. Basket, soccer obviously is the worldwide sport, bar none. Second to that is basketball. 
house football, pretty cool domestically. Uh, hockey, kind of, you know, I love the sport of hockey, but it's not that much of a strong suit unless you start collecting some legends. So that's my take on sports cards. So it's really exciting, but do not get burned, guys. Really do your research before you do that. I'm going to swing over to comics. Comics, okay, so this is something that comics i look at it as um someone one youtube channels that i tend to watch and research call it trading expensive paper comic books have been comics i can't even tell you how many people have said that you know when they were when they were kids and mom threw their comics away and i can't even begin to tell you how uh how heartbreaking that is when they find out what they might have thrown away that could be worth uh quite a bit of money Comics are also expensive paper nowadays. Uh, they are art pieces. Um, the key thing with that, just like sports cards, once they come out, like as far as a foot pr uh, first print, you know, it's a hot comic. It's something that will go. And, you know, once they sell out, they sell out, and they go into second, third, and fourth printings. The key thing about that, you really, really need to do your research, and you really need to be a comic fan in order to start collecting. Do not... There's been so many... So, so many examples of people making the really uh, foolish mistake of collecting comics and not knowing one bit of what they are collecting to flip. So here's how this works. Comics have been around forever. And with comics, they've gotten pretty hot because of the movies. Now, as far as the Marvel uh, movies, the MCU, Star Wars has become very hot. So the key thing is that they are all based, comic pricing is tends to be based on speculation of upcoming movies, primarily the heroes, primarily the next big villain, all that type of stuff. So it really treks up. This is the key thing I want you to understand is that if you are lucky enough to be in, you know, wherever you might be living in a neighborhood that has a comic shop, that's great. Talk to the comic owner, say, you know, I want to start collecting comics. You know, what, what should I look for? You know, uh, you know, what shouldn't I be looking for? But primarily, it's best to do it on the slide by educating yourself on YouTube once again. And I'm going to mention an app as well. But before I get to that, let me mention the connection between comics and movies. So if let's just say uh, there is a Marvel movie that is in development, it's usually quiet. Um, and then what they will announce is what Marvel will start producing. It will be official. They're going to make the next Fantastic Four movie. Fantastic, okay? No pun intended on that. So then that first appearance of the Fantastic Four, which is a very expensive book, starts trekking up. Now, beyond that, with that Fantastic Four movie, they might eventually announce the villain. The villain could be an old-school villain, the villain could be a new school villain. However, it's first appearance. Keep in mind, first appearances is what trucks the book up. Boom. That book that might not have been uh, worth anything now suddenly becomes worth something. So that's the first ring that the book goes up. Now, obviously, when it comes to a movie, when you talk about development, film, and then post-production, it takes a long time for that movie to hit the screen, usually about a year or two, you know, after development. Now, here's the thing to know. Once the announcement comes up, the book goes up, okay? And then slowly it goes 
down. So then this is where you tend to buy it, okay? Now, when does the movie go, uh, when does the, that book go back up? On the first trailer of the movie, which is obviously the trailer comes out usually, for the most part, three or four months, maybe, sometimes a year prior to the actual movie release. So the key thing is, is that then that book will go up. Now, here's the interesting thing. Once the trailer goes up, the book goes up. When the movie comes out, the book goes down and it usually stays there and it gets cold. So again, a comic book, when it gets released, as far as when, excuse me, when uh, the, the, uh, the release of the announcement of, of when development is starting on a particular movie based on a particular character, it is on the announcement and the trailer. It drops at, uh, it drops usually at the point between the point of announcement and the trailer. Okay, so it goes like this. So development, cools down, trailer, and then when the movie comes down, out, it levels off. When does that same book go back up again? If there indeed is a sequel. So again, that is really risky. It has a little bit of a shelf life. It doesn't sustain itself that much, uh, but that's something to keep, keep in mind. Unless you happen to have a comic like a Miles Morales um, Spider-Man uh, book, that particular character, uh, he came out quite a few years back as a modern character. However, though, he's become a little bit more of a household name so they're developing video games on him and movies and all that type of stuff. So that continues to climb up. So your Venoms of your wor of the world, um, your Miles Moraleses of the world, certain Batman villains um, tend to you know sustain itself. So that's a key thing to keep in mind. So when you buy a comic book, picture it as an art piece, because those things tend to go up in value because they become more and more scarce. The last thing I'm going to mention is when it comes to printings, you know, your first print, second, third, fourth print. Now, let's say there's a hot book and you know it's going to be a hot book that's going to be released. Every Wednesday is new comic book day. So when the first prints are out, you know, they sell out and they go automatically second, third, fourth print. Now, would you believe that the fourth print of a comic might be more valuable than the first print? It happens. When I say when I say that though, keep in mind I am indicating if that book contains a major first appearance of a character. That's all I'm saying. If it is the first appearance of a character and if it's hot, and I'll let you know when a book is hot. Because the reason why, because when you go from a first print, usually there's a big quantity that uh, they ship out. And then the second, third, fourth print, the quantity's rather low. So usually the fourth print becomes a little bit more scarce. So again, you need to do your homework on it. Now, how do you educate yourself on it? Okay, well, there's many ways to look at that. You have uh, on YouTube, Comic Tom, really good, very informative, gives you the top 10, teaches you, educates you about comic books. Uh, there's another channel, which I personally love, Lords of the Long Box. These guys know their stuff as well, and they both these channels really test out the markets. They're both fantastic. 
and it is definitely, definitely uh, worth checking out. And then there's Gem Mint, G-E-M Mint. This guy knows his stuff as well. But here's what I want to mention to you, which this tool, first of all, is ridiculously affordable and very, very informative. It is an app called Key Collector. This app really tells you what to um, what's hot, what's going on in the news, what has been announced. It is really up to date. And this guy, Nick, that created this thing, it's just a phenomenal tool to have. And it is worth getting. I think it's a I think it's two dollars a a month. Uh something to that effect. Well worth it uh in, in that regard. So it gives you the education on it. Um two websites to check out, uh comicsheatingup.net and comicbookinvestor.com. Again, two great websites to be listening and um reading about because they do give you education of the books that are coming up soon what is hot what is not hot what is declared to be hot but not really you know what i mean what to hold on to what to get rid of um so really really good um advice so there you have it guys sports cards and comics two of the hottest hobbies not recently this has not just happened you know last week this has been around, look at both those, you know, hobbies have been around forever. However, as far as an investment is concerned, the key thing about that, it has been hard for the last few years, but you need to educate yourself. Do not spend your money unless you know what you are about to spend it on. You have researched it, you've educated yourself, and you know how to do it. I'm not going to talk about grading your cards or comics that's something that will be for another video but the key thing about that um that's something that could take your collectible and bring it up a notch but it is uh the grading system where they actually encase your card or a comic after examination and actually grading it does make your um, collectible um more valuable but it take you know it does cost money in order to do it so if you have any questions, leave some comments below. Check out those sites. Do your education. It's a great side hobby. Do not think that you're going to retire on this. It's just a cool side hustle, uh, but education is the most. If you'd like to subscribe to this channel, please like it. it tells us that we're doing our job right. And uh, I'm recording this on a Tuesday, two days prior to Thanksgiving. So have a fantastic, healthy, safe Thanksgiving with your family, either together or remotely. And uh, I'll see you soon. Take care.